I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey there, I'm Dr. Maya Shunker, and I'm a scientist who studies human behavior. Many of us have experienced a moment in our lives that changes everything, that instantly divides our life into a before and an after. On my podcast, A Slight Change of Plans, I talk to people about navigating these moments. Their stories are full of candor and hard-won wisdom. And you'll hear from scientists who teach us how we can be more resilient in the face of change. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality starting May 8th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Ring, 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 ring. May I please speak with Zoe? Oh, hello, Lamorne. Let's patch in Hannah. God, I forgot what it was like working with you guys. Welcome to our show. you guys hi hey, hi what's up players so happy to see you i know i uh <clears throat> i'm sitting here on my deathbed and i apologize <laughs> if my voice if my you've voice just been working on your radio voice yeah, so much you sound yeah. good yeah, yeah. why don't you do the intro because it'll sound you want to do the intro you want me to do the intro and with that let's go more. <laughs> Hello, 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 friends, and welcome to our show. I'm Zoe Deschanel. I'm also <laughs> Hannah Simone, and I'm also Lamorne Morris. This is the show where we discuss New Girl and all things New Girl related. Sometimes we may have guests, sometimes we won't. Sometimes we'll just talk about pregnancy. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> You pregnant? Yep. Are you pregnant, I am with child right now, currently. (laughs) At least that's what my belly is saying. 
Um, <laughs> but don't worry, I'll get rid of this soon. It's just a breakfast um, burrito. Uh, you guys, <laughs> this Hi. episode, I just watched it, and this is one of my favorites. Last time on New Girl. Episode 108, Bad in Bed. Jess decides it's time to go all the way with Paul, but it's her first time since her big breakup, and she's nervous about whether or not she can perform. We've all been there. Schmidt struggles with standing out as the only guy in an office filled with women. We've all been there. Desperate to get ahead, Schmidt invited himself to his boss's baby shower, which is a big no-no. Never do that. Meanwhile, Jess and Cece shop for sexy, 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 sexy lingerie, and she buys a black charcoal starfish number with way too many straps. She discovers Schmidt's porn folder and gets sucked into a black hole for five and a half hours. That is absolutely a big no-no. You never go through someone's porn folder. You never know what you're gonna find. Nick needs a haircut, and he's way too afraid to go to a barbershop. He thinks about cutting his own hair. But a YouTube video that ended in a bloody geyser quickly changed his mind. So Winston invites him to a black barbershop. But Nick knows they'll make fun of him. <laughs> he's absolutely correct. That's what we do at black barbershops. We make fun of people. Eventually, Winston convinces Nick to go. And he receives a vanilla ice looking haircut and for some reason he absolutely loves it. Jess learned a lot from the porn and she came back with a lot of weird kinks. She tries an old timey news voice. Paul does Jimmy Stewart. This is not a great start. This is something you don't do. So the date ends poorly, obviously. Meanwhile, Schmidt is the life of the party. He throws his pregnant boss into the pool and she loves being treated like a normal person. Schmidt gets laid that night, and it's a total success for him, y'all. Success. Meanwhile, Paul comes back the following day, and Jess apologizes for being scared. The episode ends with the two of them making love in an elevator. We've all been there. Now back to the show. I think this is the one that I turned in for the Emmys that that year, and they actually switched... Max Greenfield and I were nominated for Emmys this year mm-hmm. and that the the first season and they switched our episodes. So actually they submitted my episode for Schmidt and Schmidt's episode for me. And then then they were like, oops, we made an error. And then they're like, we sent the other episodes and we swear everyone watched them. And I was like, guys, because I think the one they <laughs> <laughs> sent for like for me, it was like an episode that was like super Schmidt. Like it was all yeah, about Yeah, the Schmidt. beach stuff. I think it was <laughs> the, the beach, beach stuff. And yeah. I was like, that's not what I would have picked for like <laughs> my Emmy turn, you know? <laughs> anyway, so that was fun fact. But I love this episode so much. And Jesse Peretz, a good friend of mine, directed this. He also directed a movie I did called Our Idiot Brother and mm-hmm. many other episodes of New Girl. And I think, I don't know, this was just in my opinion... This was the episode where I feel like I kind of figured out the Jess beyond the like pilot Jess. Cause there was like the pilot Jess and then Jess like kind of evolved. Yes. Um, and pilot Jess was really like kind of ex- extremely kooky kind of. And then I was, I leaned into a different direction and this is where I kind of was settled on it. And so I, this episode feels very important to me. So 
It's such a standout episode. Uh, Josh Malmuth. Oh, Josh it. Malmuth is a total genius. Genius, that guy. Wrote this mm-hmm. episode. Yeah. I think he helped a lot of people find their voice. Yeah. yeah. It's funny when I asked Liz, I remember Liz saying, I was like, who do you think in the writer's room writes just best? And she was like, Josh Malmuth. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, really? And she's like, oh, yeah, he's really good at Jess. <laughs> Yeah, Josh is awesome. Josh, what the one thing I remember about Josh, kind of like Berkeley, is the, is his long hair, his long curly hair. Yeah, and he loves to surf. And he does. He would and get he up at like a- five in the morning and drive all the way down to the ocean just to get his surf in. Guys, no. he had a jazz themed bar mitzvah, which <laughs> 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 is like my favorite thing I've ever heard. <laughs> He's lovely. Oh, man. He's so awesome. talented. So talented. And he yeah. was there for the whole run of New Girl. Yeah. Whole run. He was like, he All came seasons. on as a very young writer. Like, yeah. I think he, he had a, you know, a couple other credits, but he was, he was a young guy just really starting out and then was like a senior writer by the end we gotta yeah. talk to josh he's we got do. oh yeah we should let's, have let's, we let's should get have him josh. on the show um, for jesse peretz did you reach out to him since yep. you asked yeah. him to come and direct yeah i i reached out to jesse peyton miguel arteta wow yeah so peyton reed jesse peretz miguel arteta and then probably some others but the the first season we had a lot of my friends come and direct a lot of people that i'd worked with before which was very, very, well, I mean, these are all amazing directors. So. Easy to do because you, you did a hundred movies before you got a new girl. I know. I was like, I almost like retired from movies when I started doing New Girl because it was like, I was just so tired by, by the time we started. And I was kind of like, well, I've done that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I had done a lot of movies because I started when I was uh, pretty young. So um, yeah, I, I had a, you know, I had a number of friends that were really talented directors and I could, you know, luckily reach out to them and see if they would come on and play. But it helped with the tone of this, right? I feel like with our show, because then it was like every episode felt like a mini movie because we had movie directors. Yeah. Yeah. Coming in and doing the first season of New Girl a lot. And it's always important to have, it's important to have people you're familiar with directing as well. In TV, you switch up, you know, each week could be a different director usually you know, over yeah. and over mm-hmm. and over again and it's hard to to develop that rapport even though in tv you know you have this formula that you follow but still as the lead of a show it, it, it's got to be uh, comforting to know that the person who's giving you direction is someone you've worked with before mm-hmm. yeah because like a director so even though a, a director in tv has kind of a different job than a director in a uh, movies like it's more all-encompassing for a movie because they have to do all the prep and you know it's a lot of world building and they don't need to do that world building when they're coming on to direct you know an episode of tv but i mean any actor will tell you having a director that like jogs your imagination that sparks something in you that you know lets you play lets you improvise you know gives you good ideas that is the difference between you know, a mediocre performance and a really good performance. So mm-hmm. to yeah. me, having those people w- was such a, an amazing strength. Um, and I, I know in this episode, I can tell you spots where, where Jesse let us do weird stuff that wasn't in the script and, um, and it ended up, you know, working and ended up in the final cut. And it was, was, you know, 
it really, you know, worked in our favor that we had, you know, a, a director that was doing, you know, kind of like letting us play. Yeah, he had this very kind of not maverick energy about him, <laughs> but he had a very kind of like guerrilla style energy to him. And I and, and then we spoke briefly and he said, I was asking about where he lived and he was like, oh, I live in New York. And I just thought, I just, for some reason, I just thought, well, yeah, of course you just come here and shoot how you want to shoot. You, you live in New York in the big city, you fancy son of a bitch. <laughs> like, I well, just, I just remember okay. being so cool. I was like, oh, this dude is cool. He, he's cool. The, did you ever see this movie that, that Jesse did? Maybe you guys have, maybe you haven't. It was a little movie that I love. It's called The Chateau, starring Paul Rudd and Romney Malco. No. And Ooh. they play brothers. <laughs> who go to France to um, collect a chateau that um, was left to them in, you know, by some distant relative. It is such a funny movie. Everybody run, don't walk. So watch this movie. <laughs> to your local video store. Here's my pitch. <laughs> run, Why don't run, we don't ask walk to, <laughs> to Blockbuster. Jesse to come on? Ask Jesse if he wants to do a remake where you and I can play adopted sisters. Yeah, well, we Romney actually Malco get to go to Paul France. Rudd are adopted siblings. Mm. There we go. And I'm the of Chateau. <laughs> and you play the Chateau. <laughs> yeah. Well, we think we're going to get a castle, but it's just you and your name is Chateau. <laughs> the thing I love about that movie is that um, Romney Malco plays like the super smooth guy and um, Paul Rudd plays the biggest nerd <laughs> and, <laughs> and, oh, and i i forgot the most important part is that it's all improvised like entirely improvised oh crap 100 percent improvised and guys watch it seriously it's so good um jesse we want to do a remake this is our official <laughs> play and i, I want to go to france the tape. i'll send in yeah. the tape i'll send in the tape as the chateau yeah you're you a need great, to audition you make a great chateau i'll send in the tape <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. That's not beneath me. Um, so let's let's let's. All right, let's, bad let's, in bed. First of all, title already funny. <laughs> yes, bad in bed. Um, I thought you know we were talking a lot about uh, the performance, um, your performance in this, which I thought was 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 fantastic and so funny. Um, also, hold up one second. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but I just need to say this, Zoe. You looked incredible. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I just want to say you looked incredible because I know the feeling when it's like, and now you're, all they your clothes are off and be funny. Me very last minute. They're like, oh yeah, you're going to be in your underwear next episode. And I was like, wah, wah. I, yeah, I was a gentleman. I did not look. Okay. <laughs> you like watched this under the covers. Yeah. Just like this with my hand over my eyes. Yeah. I only looked at Justin Long's boy body. But, and he, <laughs> just as long as shredded though <laughs> just as long as in shape you guys look great together um <laughs> there's a rumor he you basically guys... kept all of his clothes on though too like he I, was I like know. i don't think i saw justin long's body but you looked amazing how anyway, long did it take how long did it take to put that uh cage over your body <laughs> or whatever starfish? That thing was. starfish it, it was confusing i remember so i remember we had like there's a, a lot about the costume like my, also my hair changed in this episode for the better because i think we decided on one hair and one set of glasses for like mm. the first however many episodes and i was finally like can we just do like different hair i don't i wasn't that into the other hair and then i was like can we just 
like have the glasses that are like basically the glasses I wear. And we kind of changed around this time. But I remember with the costumes, we were like, I was like, I just want to be wearing regular cotton underwear and then have the starfish thing over it, like to kind of have a contrast. <laughs> but it was really hard to like find the the head hole. Like it's, it's not, it's not, it wasn't easy. But hole. Deborah Maguire really knocked it out of the park. Like, coming up with this that, that it fun, looks fact, fun fact fun fact about that particular costume that was directly from deborah mcguire's personal collection <laughs> it was something she true. wears on a regular basis <laughs> that is not true if y'all know deborah deborah is a, a foxy lady that's true but it's a fun it wasn't part of her it wasn't a, she is a foxy lady but she it was is. not a part of her personal collection that you no. know of uh, that I know of. Okay. Um, <laughs> That's what I imagine. Uh, <laughs> so, so, okay. So the, the, the other storylines other than bad and bed in bad and bed are Nick doesn't want to get a haircut. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and so, so he goes to your barbershop. He goes to my barbershop. Now this is a, this is funny. This is an interesting thing because I, I believe Jake pitched this idea Oh, really? To list. Jake had told me when Jake and I first met, we were just kind of <laughs> bonding over Chicago stuff and who we were and, you know, what we were into and childhoods and all, all those kinds of things. And Jake tells a story about his first time at a black barbershop. Now, I, I reached out to Jake <laughs> and I said, hey, Jake, do I have permission to to retell your story <laughs> or you can send me a voice note and I'll play it on the show. And Jake's response to me was very clear. He said, you have every bit. He goes, his words were, you can do it yourself. I'm not going to jog your memory. You have to just tell the story the way you remember it. And then when I come on the show, I'll correct any inconsistency. I'm going to get fact checked. It's a point of view, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. So oh if you guys will allow me... A, 60 seconds. You're allowed. To tell the story the way Permission I remember granted. it. I wish we had a Jeopardy clock right now. Okay, go. So, so if you guys are familiar with this episode, Jake goes to a black barbershop, especially at the, at the you see you see the reveal towards the um, middle of the episode and then at the end of the episode when he's in the, the black barbershop. For those who aren't familiar with how black barbershops operate, they're kind of like, it's more than a barbershop. It's like therapy for black dudes. Right, because we don't believe in actual therapists. <laughs> we do. It's just something that has spanned our culture. We just, if it ain't Jesus or a barber, we ain't fixing it. So, in this particular episode, this is exactly where uh, Nick Miller finds himself. Um, and again, he wouldn't give me a refresher. So, this is kind of how I remember the story. Here goes. <clears throat> Jake was a curious kid. He was troubled, but. But curious. Yeah. <laughs> he would watch tons of BET, you know, rap videos and living single, things like that. And uh, Jake, he wanted to be like the black people. That was his thing. If you guys know Jake, Jake thought, man, these folks got it figured out. He wasn't secure and still to this day with who he is. Jake Johnson <laughs> still hasn't identified with his own person. Right now, at that time, Jake had a long ponytail. I'm not sure if you guys have seen the photos, like down to his butt cheeks, very 90s 
West, like Midwest meth chic. Like he looked like one of those. <laughs> if you guys are from the Midwest, y'all out there, y'all know what I'm talking about. So Jake's mom, she worked in a black neighborhood. She owned a furniture store, uh, like knickknacks, household goods, that kind of stuff. And it was next to a, a black barbershop. So Jake's mom, she bartered with the owner and said, now this this part, I, I still remember this. She said, I will give you this Casio keyboard for free. And then you could go use it to make beats or do whatever you want to do. It's kind of like that scene from Hustle and Flow. She was a strange mom. I'm not sure why she saw that movie. Um, but it's, <laughs> she says, it's yours if you, if you cut my son's hair. Right? Now the police have been showing up at the house constantly saying Jake fit the description of a, of, a, of a meth head that's been going around stealing shit from people's houses and stuff like that. And, and she said, can you please go ahead and cut my son's hair? So Jake goes into the shop. And immediately he's home. He's talking the language. He's fitting right in. And so they ask him what cut he wants. And the guy <laughs> mumbles it and he goes, hey, you know, you want to remember something? And then uh-huh. Jake, trying to be cool, decides, yes, I'll take <laughs> one of those. <laughs> Keep this in mind. Jake just wanted a trim, right? He wanted to go from like, like 90s meth head to, I don't know, like door-to-door vcr salesman so he just wanted to like he just wanted like (laughs) shoulder length something so when jake nodded to this guy to confirm what he had heard the guy ended up giving jake the exact same haircut that you see in the episode so jake (laughs) went from 90s meth head to vanilla ice in in an instant and that is exactly where this storyline came from Oh my God, that is hilarious. I'm going to go with um, 10% true. Yeah. <laughs> 90% artistic license in that story. I do remember that uh, th- that his mom had bartered with the barbershop next door. But that's yeah. the only part of that story I remember. Yeah. Well, in, in, to be f- there in But he probably went to greater detail with you since you guys are both Chicago yeah. guys. Yeah, so. because somebody was stealing copper pipes in the neighborhood <laughs> and they would sell them. That's what crackheads would do. And Jake fit the description. So they thought he was one of the people doing it based off of his hair. That's like the best, like the most hilarious racket, right? <laughs> people steal copper pipes. That's weird. Oh. When I first time I heard that, oh, I was I so confused. I was so lost by that. How I they got their hands true. on them. I don't know. Yeah. Or even how people in that state figured out that they're valuable. Like it's <laughs> yes. just, it's great, amazing. Um, the thing I loved about that storyline the most and related to so hard is that the root of it is that he's just terrified of small talk. Yeah. <laughs> like this, the, the paralyzing fear of small talk, which I have as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I have that. I, I have that when I'm on a plane. I don't like talking to the person I'm sitting next to on the plane. Yeah. Which is all. why we we're talking about like dinner parties where you don't know a lot of people. We've yeah. talked about it. this before. I love like, it. freaks me out because I'm just like I one on one. on I a can plane. Do. Yeah, not on a plane. I don't really want to talk on planes just because I. It's like loud and everything, but like at a it's dinner party, close. I love talking. Right? Yeah, I like, feel a too plane close is to somebody I don't close. know. Yeah, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. you're like, mm-hmm. oh, and then it's like when you're flying, like I don't know, on a long haul or something. It's like now we got to maintain yeah. this potentially for ten hours yeah like no I, I prefer like if somebody says something to me in the last four minutes of the flight and I go, oh, no, no, no. 
<laughs> nice to meet you. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> I had a guy recently on the plane decide that he st- he just started to tell me he was drunk. Clearly, that he w- he was moving to L.A. He works for Apple, but he's quitting his his high paying job to move to L.A. to become a TikToker. Oh God! And, this, this and live in was, one of those houses. Yeah, this man was in his thirties. <laughs> yeah, he and he kept he kept pulling up different hotels on his phone saying is this a good hotel for me to stay in is this in the scene is this in the mix and i was like i don't the know man scene. i don't know man i have a home i don't stay in hotels you know, <laughs> and he just kept saying he's like are you in entertainment i was like somewhat and he goes i got connections <laughs> if you want he comes and I, I, didn't, I never told him what i did but he just kept saying i got connections man like my friend's dad created dexter he kept saying that <laughs> and i was like cool man my he's like, friend's dad my friend's dad and, he, and then after the flight he and was you're like, like dude you're 30 stop <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then he offered me a ride home which i clearly did not need one and he insisted <laughs> and he kept saying it telling me it's good to take this ride it's my it's my friend whose dad created dexter he's the one picking me up so you might want to take You're this like, ride don't offer me a ride yeah, are you trying like to somebody else's yeah. yeah that's what a girl would think if someone is dexter about a serial killer yeah, that's yeah, right like, is he telling you, know. you he's a serial killer possibly Clues were dropped <laughs> yes and funny story this guy got away with the whole the whole flight murder well oh. no because you know there's the mask mandate on the plane he clearly didn't get the memo like he was just kicking <laughs> oh it God. he was just talking and ki- i was like Hey man, I don't want to be that dude, bro. But you are in my face. You're <laughs> I was like, I, you know, I'm sure you're fine. Whatever. I love the mask, mask mandate for <laughs> yeah. the plane, you guys. Like, I, I have gotten sick like on flights before. Have you mm. gotten a cold on a flight? All the time. Oh my god! Like one time, my whole holidays were ruined because some woman sat next to me. It was like Southwest where they just like pick the seat, and I got the seat, and I was like, ooh, nobody's next to me. And then they came, and they're like like coughing 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 mm-hmm. and then she's like it's just allergies and i was like it's not allergies and then i was like sick the entire rest of my my holiday break and those, i'm like you know for, i'm like so happy yeah. to wear that mask for those who out there who are confused zoe was on a southwest flight once but normally it's <laughs> that is not true. <laughs> I do private. normal flights. You I have do normal this real flights. obsession with Zoe being on. I don't private fly private. I, I, I you have probably fly, flown private more than I have. I do I not. I want to say the private. only the first time I ever not the first time, but I think the second time I flew private was to go watch you perform. I want to say. Oh, at the at the Super Bowl. No, the sorry, World Series. World, World Series. Series yeah. <laughs> I was like Super Bowls, like for <laughs> when. Yeah, no, nobody sings that. Do people sing the national anthem at the? I've never watched yeah, the Super Bowl. They sing the national anthem everywhere. <laughs> the national I'll anthem never plays forget in my that flight because I remember we came back and shot the Christmas episode. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember that because it was when they sprung on me that you're going to do a, like a photo shoot during the episode mm. of you're the after of a, like a diet pill or something. <laughs> so you're going to be in a, like a bikini or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the whole time there was so much like super delicious. Stuff oh, food at the, and I was at like trying World to be Series. here. I'm like Monday morning. I've got to yeah. be, yeah. I just remember oh, well, that I, flight feeling tortured. I had the same thing, but in a different way that, So when I sing, I have to be very careful. And I know a lot of singers don't. And a lot of singers can like party, drink, like eat a lot, whatever. But when I sing, I basically have to be super disciplined. Otherwise, my voice isn't like what it should be. So 
you guys got there and everybody's like, yeah, we're all going out. And I'm like, I'm going to be going to sleep at eight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Remember, I remember. I got yeah. lost in a strip club, I think. I forget. Oh, for <laughs> sakes. Where were we? We were in Dallas or something? In Dallas, yeah. Yeah. I just yeah. Jake <laughs> looking for me somewhere. I think I was I remember they club. sat us right down um, basically on the field and we had these mm-hmm. incredible seats oh. and we could actually watch the game and it was <gasps> really thing. amazing. And then halfway through, they were like, we have a box, we have a box, we have a box, we have a box. And yeah, then they, and they were like, there's like, cheese in the box. And I was like, where's the cheese? I love cheese. Bring the <laughs> and cheese. And so they moved us up and I remember Jake being so mad because now yes, you're up there and you have to like mingle with everybody who has kindly brought you out there. But he was like, we just had the best seats to watch the World Series. And now I'm all the way up here. But I also remember, but I also think I remember part of that. Joe Buck was the announcer decided to call us out and say that we left. He was like, Oh, kind of made it seem right. like we were some fancy Hollywood people just that's showing right. up a little just, bit we and left leaving. the game and we had the camera it. panned over and he's like and the cast of two girl and it panned over and there were empty seats nobody yeah. said that they were but like we were hungry and we mm-hmm. were still watching the game and I like baseball I grew up watching baseball so even though I called it the Super Bowl it's only because I have mom brain you guys <laughs> um, <laughs> I know it's the World Series and I sang at the World Series twice um, give us I a taste I sing the next year <laughs> No. Give us a taste. No, thank you. Um, <laughs> um, I sang the second year, but they like you guys didn't come with us, and so it was not as exciting or fun. Oh yeah, um, you're right. We did get called out, and we were all like so mad about it because we're like we, we were, were eating there, cheese, and in we the got box forced to point. move upstairs. Speaking of speaking of Super Bowl, uh, right. the Bears, the, the bears. bears. Let's let's rewind for a second. Mm. Hannah. Hunt for the bear. Hunt for the bear. Where's the bear? Where's the bear? Y'all, I hunted, hunted for the bear. And I could not find one in this episode. Ooh. So I'm writing this down. So when Liz Merriweather comes on the show at the end of this season, um, I'm asking her about it. And I'm Mm. actually, I'm going to text Malmuth too. Um, to find out because I could not find it. And of course, then I went and did my deep dive online. Nobody's found it. Wow. Can I say there was like something that I did and I remember doing it and it was 100% Liz Merriweather. Um, Genius that she is. Um, There, you know, in in this episode where I'm like, naming like sex positions and I'm Mm. like there's this and there's one where I'm like this I remember Liz being like just do this like and I can't (laughs) the floppy handshaky sorry those of yeah floppy handshaky thing was like Liz going just do this and I'm like oh (laughs) that's 100% Liz um anyway yeah you've seen it before but um before I I want to also mention Schmidt's storyline is so great in this episode um, oh yes oh yes so Michaela just- Watkins Ava Emery <laughs> they are just fantastic and oh my god Max <laughs> is so funny so I will, this I love is a this good insider story, thing like- too about our show that the Schmidt office where he works is actually what the new girl offices were yeah, yeah so that's where all the writers offices. were the producers were that's where all the magic was made and that's mm-hmm. uh, they would repurpose it and just uh, shoot Schmidt's office there Yep. Yes, mm-hmm. indeed. Now, have you exactly. guys ever been to a baby shower where there's just one dude there and you're like, what? 
Yeah. <laughs> one dude would be interesting. Just one? I, I you know, I do like mix. a baby shower at night that's like normal and it's not just women because the, the traditional ones, I think it was because my mom would throw baby showers like every weekend when I was a kid <laughs> and she'd be like, I'm having a baby shower here. And I'd be like, count me out, peace. <laughs> because it would always creek. be like, it would always be like a tea party and we would have to measure the belly with a toilet paper or something and people would guess like how the terrible the circumference yeah and I, I get that that I, I get it was super sweet like my mom is she's great at throwing parties don't get me wrong and she throws a lovely party I think it was just that it, it, there were there were so many of them that the <laughs> the the novelty had worn off by the 80th one and um and so I was just you know kind of you know I mean, I'm not going to say traumatized, but I was, I was, I was fatigued. Mm. Fatigued. You were, you were baby shower uh, fatigued. Yeah. So like now when I have friends that are pregnant and having baby showers, I'm very happy when they have a nighttime one that is normal with mm. alcohol and, and boys. <laughs> they wrote her character, Michaela's character, so well because I feel uh, like that very overly precious pregnant woman yes, kind of yeah. stereotype has been played out. And the idea that she was just like over it, wanted to have a good time. She wanted to feel like herself. She wanted everyone else to have a good time. And that weird like moment of her getting like shoved in the pool yeah, um, by Schmidt. And then her reaction to it, it just felt like so fresh and funny and she right. played it so perfectly. I and love the, the line where she's like, I, I hate how everyone's, she's like, everyone's being so delicate with me. I'm not a box of crackers. Like, I remember <laughs> feeling that when I was pregnant that like, I remember going to get pregnancy massages and it's basically like somebody like, like lightly caressing you with a feather and you're like no please give me a massage like that's kind of what i'm here for and if you just caress me am with i this gonna feather, pay you 10 percent of what i normally would pay you yeah. Just 10% massage? Yeah. it's um, also funny because ava murray is like one of the nicest people oh yeah she's ever so, so is nice. michaela and they yeah. get to play these like real so, strong yeah. bitchy women which i i think love is ava's fun. character in this too <laughs> She so is mad. so funny. Yeah. Have you guys and, ever been pushed in a pool while pregnant? Not no. while pregnant. I've definitely jumped in pools many times in my clothes. Like in your uh, clothes. Yeah. Yeah. Just raging it. Just just raging it. <laughs> just I remember at my friend's wedding, uh, not that long ago. <laughs> I was just bored. So um one of my other friends jumped in the pool in his clothes, and I was like, okay, bye. See ya. And then in, <laughs> In high school, I used to do that because I didn't really drink. I mean, I don't really drink that much. Or well, you anything. did this without having alcohol in your yeah. system. Yeah, I mean, not like maybe a, a little <laughs> bit of alcohol. Like a, I don't like to drink like hard liquor or anything. So I'll drink like maybe a glass of wine or a glass of champagne, but like not more than that. Yeah, and then I, you know, I so in high school I wouldn't really drink, and then I'd just be bored because everybody else would be drunk, and I would just jump in the pool. Because <laughs> that's fun. I uh, yeah, I, I get I crazy. Do that. Yeah, I couldn't do that. I could barely swim. I could barely swim. Like, <laughs> I, I thought you, I mean, I thought I could, you could swim. No, I can swim now, but yeah. like oh, not, wait, I'm it, not I'm not Michael Phelps by any stretch of the imagination. I am also not Michael Phelps. <laughs> so, yeah, I was on my... swim team in middle school, but that does Michael Phelps that does not make me. Dun, dun, dun. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. Every family has skeletons in their closet. Mine certainly does. Ones that go back a hundred years and reach thousands of miles back to our hometown in Sicily. Ever since I can remember, my relatives told the story of my great-great-grandmother who was killed by the mafia. I'm Joe Piazza, and in my new podcast, I'm taking on a generational vendetta, visiting the scene of the crime, confronting mafia experts, tracking down Italian officials, and even consulting mediums to set the record straight on my great-great-grandmother's mysterious disappearance. And in between the fact-finding missions, I'll be drinking a lot of wine and eating all of the pasta. Come to Italy with me to solve this 100-year-old murder mystery. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome. 
Anyway, I want to tell you guys something crazy and weird that I found out about this episode. So mm-hmm. I... The only scene I'm in in this episode is that lingerie scene where you buy the starfish contraption. Yes, and you're very funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you are. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, I, so anyway, I remember... I had a lot of time off this first season (laughs) and I went on these really big deep dives into obscure, strange documentaries that I would watch. And there's a documentary called confessions of a superhero. Hmm. Um, And it basically is a documentary that talks about the people that dress up in like the Superman or Batman costumes on Hollywood Boulevard. Mm -hmm. And it's a quite dark, sad, strange documentary. You learn a lot of um, things you would not expect about uh, what the real lives of those people are. And so after I watched it, I was a little disturbed and I Googled all of the people because they have their names up there. And I was now just deep diving stalking um, online. The girl who was Wonder Woman in this documentary who is on Hollywood Boulevard taking pictures and she has it's crazy. Her life is documented in this crazy way is the girl. That's the lingerie store clerk. Oh, she was good. Whoa. She was really good. Yeah. She's she was like, really sorry, great. health code. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's exactly, that was her line, but it was such a strange thing because you're watching this documentary. That's really intimate, very dark, very personal like they really went there with every single person that they were um following in the documentary and i was like this girl's life story is intense and then to find out in the google that we <laughs> met her and, and also it with her um hannah this mm. was one of your late night um that's right documentary like watches we know thing. like <laughs> hannah would come nice. to work and be like i watched <laughs> an entire season of like the show and i'm like how are you doing this we <laughs> had to be at work at 6 a.m <laughs> my especially the first 13 like episodes of new girl season one i had a much lighter schedule so oh, i yeah. could uh kind you were in different countries too <laughs> oh yeah you were like stuff. yeah you were doing you were Just doing some international tra- traveling <laughs> Yeah. Um, anyway, I recommend watching the documentary, but uh, it was. What is it called? I just Surviving remember. Superman? What's it called? No, it's called. Surviving her name is Jennifer Wenger, oh. as the actress, Confessions of a Superhero. Confessions of a and Superhero. And it came out 2007. So she had done all of that. And it kind of made me feel happy because obviously we you know we shot that in 2011, 2011 2012. Yeah. 12, yeah. And so I was like, oh, that's great. Because <laughs> obviously she's now working and yeah. booking gigs. It's kind of interesting to know the kind of trajectory of her career. So in, in, in this episode, Hmm. you know, there's a lot of, a lot of sex talk, a lot of just (laughs) trying to figure it out, you know, what's appropriate, what's not appropriate. Am I good enough? Am I not good enough? Um, If you had 15 minutes to help someone be better at sex, what advice would you give them? Why don't you start, Lamar? Oh gosh, really, <laughs> Lamar? You start. You want to start? You get you ten start. seconds, you get and to then start. we have to probably beep the rest out. <laughs> That's my guess. Go. go one, two, three, go. Okay, here here's the secret to be to becoming better at sex. Always, <laughs> always get yours first. It's <laughs> it's. 
because because nope. you had a good time. <laughs> then to, to you, all, the sex so was correct. <laughs> to you, the sex was fantastic. It mm. was it was you. <laughs> you know. Then you then it's like when a plane is is like the turbulence is happening and the oxygen masks come down. You got to <laughs> put the mask on yourself first before you can mm. help others. But what if both people have that point of view? Now what? Yeah, the, you, then you they in a both, race? Yeah, then they you both you both had fun. You both, you both. <laughs> You're just looking out for you. Yeah, you gotta look out for yourself because it's not my job to make you happy. Then do you need somebody else there at <laughs> that point? Do you need someone else there? Great you question. Time. Some of the best sex I've had point. has been I've been alone. So <laughs> I just, just put it out there, folks. Nobody nobody knows me the way I know myself. Okay. <laughs> I think we have different points of view, Lamar. <laughs> Slightly. There's a line in this episode which it says it's like a job. I think you say it, Zoe. Like it's a job interview with like the weirdest yeah, starting a new job interview. with the weirdest, yeah, yeah weirdest mm. interview ever. That's kind of, I guess, is the first time you're with somebody <laughs> and you're just getting to know each other. You're like, and then there's that. That's mm. how that works. Mm-hmm. And now we us. all know that about Lamorne. Yeah. <laughs> He's just yeah. gonna go by off by himself. He's like, I'll be back. Mm-hmm. Well, He's guess good. what? I always sleep well. So oh. <laughs> You know, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I am out like a light, and, okay. and your body heals when it's sleeping, and I think that's important to get sleep. So, What's funny um, about this episode too is that Nick actually has, I think, great advice, and he's trying to give it, and Jess just does not want to hear. And I'm like, shh, shh I'm listening to Lamore. I mean, I'm listening to Winston. Yes, yes, yes yeah. listening to Lamore. You said it right. I said it right. <laughs> Um, it's also but, interesting there's a whole storyline basically about like porn trauma oh yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Jess goes in the porn hole now, <laughs> would you you so you fi- you figure this out by looking at Schmidt's computer is that do you guys just leave your laptop just open in place sure. you do yeah, yeah but I don't have a porn folder yeah. in well, my well, laptop I don't think anybody so. has a porn folder anymore <laughs> I think it's just and it's out there like if you're still saving porn i don't yeah uh, no yeah you can use my computer anytime you want yeah you can use my computer so you leave your computer wide open sure you don't i I take it no it's just other stuff that's on my that people don't need to be looking at but not to be porn i mean i'm not gonna let like a stranger use it but i'd let one of my friends use it so you're at an internet cafe right no way (laughs) already wrong Okay. No. Okay. I'm so also not at an internet, internet cafe anymore. That's it's that's very like the porn your folder. 90s Euro. <laughs> you are at the internet cafe. Okay. Yes. So in this ep- in this episode, I know there's a lot of there's Schmidt, Winston, Nick. They're talking about who, you know, who's the best at it. Who is the expert? Who would you guys say would actually be the sexpert in the loft? Like the actor, the real person, or the no that yeah. the character, the character, <laughs> the character, yeah, the character. I don't know. It's really hard to say. They're all such. I would. I would say people. to find the partners that make sense for them because that's really mm-hmm. what it is. Yeah, yeah. Like, that girl A who walked match. out of Schmidt's room, she didn't look sad. <laughs> that's true. She looked fine. So he found somebody that was like vibing with what he wanted to do. That's what it is, right? Chemistry, communicate. That's the other line of this episode. I, I I was crying 
It was the uh, what, the rescue stranded miners communicating <laughs> with each other. Oh yeah, are you okay? okay. Yeah. Are, you okay? are you okay? Oh yeah, are that was okay? so funny. It That's... was so funny, <laughs> Melmoth. Oh I don't know if that was Melmoth's joke, but it was really funny. I know Max I mean, used the... to make up. Max used to write down a lot of jokes too. That sounds like something Max would have. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure Malmuth wrote that. I remember yeah. that in the scripts. Yeah, okay. but I mean, obviously, so Max writes down yeah. lots of jokes that are good. Um, I think um, I wanted to say one thing mm. that the voices. It was really nice to have Justin Long because Justin Long is very like he's a just like a fun actor to like, you know, kind of like improvise with, mm -hmm. and he always has lots of ideas. And we just were running our lines before we shot that scene and i remember we were just doing different voices and there was the newscaster kind of was in there but like none of the other voices really uh, were in there maybe the lumberjack part but <laughs> um but we both kind of started improvising weird voices and the it was really where you go yeah <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I just started doing something weird. I don't know even what I was that doing. That, yeah, that, that one was my favorite one. It was like an old lady. Yep, <laughs> and um, and then he laughed and then I was like laughing at his JP store. And then it was like whatever made the other one, you know, like people giggle. And then it was just such a fun like it was just a fun thing to play around with on that, you know. It's oh, a fun yeah. turn in there, too, where you think, oh, they're just going to then end up having some very traditional, sweet, like, consummation <laughs> of their thing. And they end up having elevator sex, yeah, <laughs> which is pretty bold. It it's bold. bold. I'll say. Yeah, the elevator sex is bold. I, I also, bold. I also like the turn in that was you know in the script but um in there where they he's like let's just calm down let's just calm down she's like okay okay and then she starts choking him <laughs> yeah i was like i've totally forgot about that whole part i was like oh god the choking was very funny for those and then for, his trauma response to yeah. it when you just try to choke. He's like, talk oh. about it later <laughs> the for the folks out there who are listening to this episode uh, don't have elevator sex. We're not. We're not encouraging it. It's disgusting. It's, it's <laughs> dirty. There's a million people walking don't do it. Don't, out of that also, damn don't thing. stop. Well, don't stop the, the elevator. People need that elevator. Yeah. Don't yeah. stop the you elevator. Know? You know what I don't mean? Don't stop like, the elevator. Just go. Go home. Go to a hotel. Go. Where, go to a rest stop. Go wherever it is you go. A rest stop. <laughs> That's your hygienic go, alternative. Go wherever it is you're gonna go. Please just don't, don't go do to it a rest elevator. stop. Because I gotta don't get do that on that. either. I also I admired the restraint to not play Love in an Elevator. Isn't that what that song is? This is a song called Love in an Elevator. Oh my gosh. I don't think we So we do you know what I'm it. talking about? Making I don't love. know that song. I don't know it. Love in this club? Is it no. Usher's Love in this club? It's but... like ACDC or something. Oh. Steven Tyler. It's oh. an Aerosmith song. Giving it up while you're going down. Should Ooh. we stop for a commercial oh. break after 56 minutes? Yes. Can we resist playing that song? I Let's stop for a commercial break. Oh my God. Let's listen to some of this elevator music. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. Let's take a moment to breathe. Deep inhale. Extend your spine. Remain focused on what you're doing. If safe to do so, exhale slowly, leaning to one side. Inhale back to center. If safe to do so, exhale slowly to the opposite side. Find mental health resources at loveyourmindtoday.org. This message is brought to you by the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and the Ed Council. Welcome to our show. All right, we're back, you guys. We're going to play True American. Welcome to True American, where the rules change weekly and you leave more confused than when you showed up. This week, we're playing Rosalind Franklin's Mix and Match. So in this week's episode, Schmidt attends his boss's baby shower or his boss baby shower. I don't know. So we're playing a classic (laughs) baby shower game. Our producer has given us 
five photos produced by Morphe underscore me on Instagram. Each photo uh, shows two faces smashed together and we have to distinguish which two celebrities make up the individual in the images. So I actually think I'm going to be good at this. Yeah, me too. I, I can. Yeah, I already know. I feel uh, like I know the first one. Let's describe mm-hmm. it first. So we'll it's a beautiful woman. Gorgeous. With high cheekbones, mm-hmm. hazel eyes, Bright blonde, blonde hair. Hair, yeah. Beautiful, uh, like cherubic uh, lips and a perfect face. Um, I'm going to say this is Scarlett Johansson and, and Gaga. Lady Gaga. Yeah. Both Boom. beautiful women. ScarJo and Gaga. That was okay, next one, I got this next one too. Okay, yeah, I got one? it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have a beautiful brunette. Um, she has like almond-shaped eyes and, you know, cute cat eye makeup, perfect mouth, perfect nose, cute little freckles. Um, very you guys. Ca- very caramel color tone skin. Yep, mm-hmm. caramel like a, skin. A chai yeah. tea latte. Chai tea latte. I'm going to go ahead and say Zoe Kravitz. Yep. And Zendaya. Yes, that's my guess. That's too. my that was my oh, guess too. We are good at this, beautiful. And, and by the way, these combinations are stunning. Perfect humans. Okay, this one I'm a little confused on. Oh, I know, I know, exa- I I know exactly. I know one of these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could be wrong about the second half of this one. Okay, I have a so, wild guess for the second. I have half. a wild guess one. I have a, so this woman, she she has. Uh, how do you describe her hair? It's like a. In a ponytail, I guess you would say. It's like a deep side part, low ponytail. That's right. Also very uh, kind of caramel colored Mm -hmm, mm skin-ish. Green eyes. So she might be a mixture of a black woman and a white woman. That's what I'm thinking. She, I think she is, yeah. I think it's the woman you stock online all the time, Lamar. It's Beyonce Beyonce. Uh and Margot Robbie, I think. I think so. I was going to get that wrong. Go to Vegas. We are crushing this game. (laughs) I was going to get that wrong. I was going to say Jamie King. (laughs) I was going to say. I mean, it it looks like that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of like um, Elfin. Kind of. Mm. I mean, Margot Robbie and Beyonce is a. It's a beautiful woman. Another stunning woman. This next one is my favorite. I know exactly who this is, and it's it's a strange combination because these two actors don't look anything alike. I know one Um, of them. It's an actor. He has brown hair, kind of brown eyes. Yeah, tousled, tall forehead. Yeah, yeah, high forehead. Yeah, yeah. It's not a big forehead. Um, It's a high one. Like his eyes start at the bottom of his kind of a distinguished. Yeah. look about him <laughs> right. i think this is keanu reeves and neil patrick harris boom that's what really that's what it I is am keanu yep. i did not see yep. neil patrick harris in this i saw look neil at the patrick mouth. right away look yeah at look mouth. at the mouth and the forehead and just the bottom of the nose and that's yeah that's who it is yep um it and then the next one like i know Jason exactly Bateman. you know what i mean it had that vibe to me yeah oh. it does it does have a little bit of a Jason but neil patrick Bateman. harris that's good that's really this good. next one i know one of them i don't know the second I know both. So oh, this looks like she looks like such like a '90s kid in this picture. Yes. So this is a beautiful woman, another beautiful woman with brown hair and kind of light brown eyes, mm-hmm. um, olive skin, perfect face again. Feels like <laughs> heart shaped face. There's yeah, a mole kinda, somewhere on her young. cheek. Yeah, very young. So um, with Natalie Portman uh, and Millie Bobby Brown. I Holy never would have got that because she yep. feels like Winona Ryder. 
Damn. Yeah, Winona Ryder has. Yeah, no, it's it's Millie like, Bobby Brown and and Natalie Portman. She does. It's the Natalie Portman from like The Professional. Yeah, but like, they look alike. Really they look alike. So so it actually. It's I think really true. When, when they look alike, it's harder to to set because this one, the That's first thing I thought, one. I know this picture of Natalie Portman. Um, and I was like, oh, it's Natalie Portman. I'm like, who's the other person? It looks just like Natalie Portman, but, um, <laughs> sweet 11, Millie Bobby Brown, uh, looks a lot like Natalie Portman. Um, but they make a beautiful hybrid beautiful too. Baby. Well, beautiful if baby. we were playing true American, we would have to take zero drinks because we just crushed <laughs> that game. High fives, guys. <laughs> crushed boom, it. Boom, 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 boom. High fives all around. We got to put these pictures up on the gram so you guys can uh, take a peek we at will. what we were looking at of these and perfect humans. <laughs> I know. Gosh. Perfect humans. I, even more I wouldn't perfect. have known that Lady Gaga and Scarlett Johansson, I mean, both beautiful women, but they make such a pretty mix too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that one, that one is the more flawless one. I think, I think right away that one blends. So, well, that one in they the blended, that, yeah. yeah, that one and um, Zoe Kravitz and, and Zendaya, those two mesh like a real. Mm-hmm. I want Morphe and me to do combinations now, all the existing combinations of the three of us. <laughs> I, I feel like there's some out there. Folks, I'll be like, does it make us look even more like uh, really attractive or are we just going to look like gremlins? At Morphe underscore me, M-O-R-P-H-Y underscore M-E. Please, please, please do some killer combos. (laughs) I want to see it. Your favorite new girl cast. (laughs) Yeah, I want to see it. I would love to see that. Yeah. Thank you guys for joining us. This was such a fun episode. And I... I'm always happy to see my friends here, yes, Lamorne Morris and Hannah Simone, and I'm Zoe Deschanel. And Ooh. thanks, um, you guys, like and subscribe. Okay, please do. Please do. <laughs> Make us happy. Please do. Be we nice. We want to stick us. around. We want to stick around. We want to be here forever. Be nice. Be nice. Be nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, Love you bye. guys. Love you. Mwah. You've been listening to Welcome to Our Show, a New Girl Recap podcast. Welcome to Our Show is a production of iHeartRadio, hosted by Zoe Deschanel, Lamorne Morris, and Hannah Simone. Our executive producer is Joelle Monique. Our engineer and editor is Daniel Goodman. The Welcome to Our Show theme song was written by Zoe Deschanel, performed and produced by Zoe Deschanel and Pierre DeReeder. Follow us on Instagram at Welcome to Our Show Pod. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, you can email us at Welcome to Our Show Podcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, and share far and wide. Thanks for listening. We'll hear you next week. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. 
products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Hey there. I'm Dr. Maya Shunker, and I'm a scientist who studies human behavior. Many of us have experienced a moment in our lives that changes everything, that instantly divides our life into a before and an after. On my podcast, A Slight Change of Plans, I talk to people about navigating these moments. Their stories are full of candor and hard-won wisdom. And you'll hear from scientists who teach us how we can be more resilient in the face of change. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality starting May 8th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.